Good morning, class. Good morning, Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. If you're joining with us on more than one faith class, uh, say this with us. Don't just watch it. Open your mouth. Say it out loud, uh, and, and if this is new to you, this is not something new. This is something that God has been doing a long, long time. The scripture says Jesus is the apostle and high priest of our confession, of what we say. And just like when you, got, when you get born again, it involves your mouth. Then living by faith involves your mouth. Uh, the Lord works with our words. The enemy wants to work with your words too, but if you're smart, you'll give him nothing to work with. <laughs> so uh, get your Bible, something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom. Let's release faith for answers today. Father, thank you so much that we get to do this, that we have this opportunity with join with, with many. And all of us agree together at touching this, asking you for utterance, anointing, Open eyes and heart and mind, answers, revelation, guidance, direction, and help, strength in our spirit, man. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look, please, in Hebrews 3 again and 1 Corinthians 10, our main text for the series that we're on now that we're calling uh, Overcoming Unbelief. In Hebrews 3... He said that the, uh, the Spirit had said, verse 7, Today, if you will hear His voice, don't harden your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. God said they, they tried to test me, they challenged me, they tried to prove me, they tempted me. We don't want to do that. He, and he's saying, don't, don't you do that. Verse 10, he said, I was grieved with that generation. And I said, they always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. Uh, you know, the New, Test New Testament talks about individuals ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of God and Christ. How could that be? It's not a, an intelligence issue. It's a heart problem. Can you see this? Uh, the reason why they never caught on to what God was trying to do with them is because they didn't want to see it. They weren't willing to make any changes or adjustments. And, um, you know, Jesus, more than once, he would say to people, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, why would you say that? Because most of the people in the crowd obviously are hearing him. They got physical ears. He's talking about something else. What's he talking about? What makes 
a hearing ear. Because obviously you can hear and not even hear. You heard it, but you didn't get it. It didn't register on you. You didn't understand it. You didn't remember it. And uh, he even said to some of the most religious people of his day, to the scribes and Pharisees, he said, uh, you can't hear my words. Why can't you hear my words? Well, it's because they didn't have a heart willing to receive it or willing to believe it or willing to obey it. And so it's a willing heart that makes a hearing ear. Hallelujah. And uh, that's, that's entirely up to us. Even if you've been unwilling, even if you've been obstinate and rebellious and disobedient, you can, if you will, make an adjustment in your heart. Hallelujah. And, and decide, Lord, I'm changing. I'm willing. I want to know what you want to say to me. Come on, say that out loud right now. Lord, I want to know what you want me to know. I want to hear what you would say to me. I want to do your will. Work in me to will and to do of your good pleasure. Perfect in me what is pleasing to you. I am willing. Hallelujah. Man, as surely as you do that, the lights are going to come on. I'm telling you, things are going to open up. <laughs> the Word of God, this book, it's a closed book to a hard-hearted, unwilling unbeliever. They, there's so many riches in here, they'll see none of it. It'll just be old history, nothing to them. It's here, but they won't see it. Oh, but to the believer, I said to the believer, it is endless riches. <laughs> huh? It is exceeding abundantly above what you ever thought or asked. Glory to God. And then some. <laughs> well, uh, he said, don't be like that. In 1 Corinthians 10, we see the same idea. In verse 10, he said, Don't murmur as some of them murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen to them for examples. They're written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. So we've been looking at these one by one. There are 10 uh, major times where they failed the test to believe. One of them was in Exodus 14, if you want to go back there again. Exodus 14, when they, were, they came out of Egyptian bondage and they came to the Red Sea, Pharaoh's army pursued them. And this was certainly a challenging situation. Red Sea in front of you, impassable for them. We're talking at least a couple of million people and all their flocks and herds. There's no ferries. <laughs> they got no boats. <laughs> you know, and Pharaoh's army, mad, hurt, bitter, they want to take it out on somebody. And they are heading for you. You can feel the ground tremble. You can hear the, the, the chariots wheels and the yells and the clashing was 
clatter of the armor and all that stuff, and they're coming for you. Well, you would be tempted to be afraid. But as we keep saying, every challenge is what? Opportunity to do what? Demonstrate faith. And we will demonstrate something. Right? <laughs> at, every, at every juncture, at every challenge, you will either doubt and fear like they did. That's why the Bible says, take heed to these things. Because these things have never changed. Challenges in life, fear, faith, God, the enemy, none of that's changed. It's exactly today like it was then. And it'll be our choice. And you can tell how weak or how strong you are by how little it takes to rob you of your joy and peace. Right? <laughs> if a little thing happens, you know. Oh, you know, a limb fell in my yard, <laughs> fell on my fence. Oh, no. Oh, no. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Do you hear the question? Huh? Is this a legitimate question? Am I really trying to find out how to fix this? Nah, this is an unbelieving question. This is being a whiny baby. <laughs> huh? And especially if you've, you know, heard, you know, 25 faith school messages. If God's answered 10,000 prayers for you, right? You should know better. I should know better. You should talk better. I should talk better. Hmm? And you should immediately begin looking for the better, for the greater. Well, man, it tore up my fence. Well, you know, they make new fences. Is that right? Better kind. <laughs> I'd had my eye on that ornamented gate. You know, that, that nice one. You had that old wood Wood fence. How about a metal fence? You know, we could, we could step up, you know, but, it, but only faith thinks like that. And that's, that's not automatic. That's because something has been put in you. And, and not just a time or two, but over a period of time, over a period of weeks and months and years, especially, you lift up your vision and your thinking. And uh, uh, I remember Brother Reinhardt Bunky had said one time, and he was believing God for the big tents for his crusades, and he needed trucks, and, and he didn't have what he needed. And, and so he was, he, he was out in the salvage yard looking at some, uh, um, uh, trying to piece together some pieces of trucks to haul and move his tents, and he wasn't finding it, and it was just old rusty junk, and and he didn't have the money, and he's getting frustrated. And he's like, you know, God, uh, I, can't, I can't find this. And he said, he said, the Lord said, interrupted him and said, why are you looking for me out here in the junkyard? <laughs> why are you looking for me out here in the junkyard? Could God do better? He can. He can. But uh, what happens is over a period of time, and Brother Bonke, he already had faith, or he wouldn't be doing what he was doing. But what was the Lord saying to him? Come on, let's, let me bring you on up a little higher. And man, he did. He wound up with better trucks and new trucks and bigger tents. And praise God, 
level to level. Can you see that? Grace to grace, light to light, faith to faith, glory to glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you've got to be willing to hear it. Uh, there's a lot of times that you, if you try to talk to faith, faith to people, you just make them mad. You know, there's been times that I have before so something people's all upset about, which is really a little thing, but to them it's the world's closing in. And they're like, what are we going to do? And, and, I, and, and I tried to say, well, you know, uh, God could do this for you. And, and they just look at you like, nah, you're not even, you know, being reasonable. And you know how much that costs. And uh, you understand what I'm saying? And just makes them mad. Does this remind you of anything from this situation? When the spies came back from spying out the land, and they saw the giants, and they said, "This is this. There's no way. There is no way." And uh, Joshua and Caleb, remember what they said? They said, "We can do this. Not only can we do this, it is a piece of cake. I'm telling you, it's a cakewalk. We can waltz in there." They don't even have any defense. God is with us, and it made these other folks mad. It made them fighting, pick up rocks, throw at you mad. Why? Because they were unwilling to come up. They didn't want to hear it. They were unwilling to get rid of their unbelief and fear. They were unwilling to be built up and, and to admit, you know, My faith hadn't been where it needs to be. They're unwilling to admit that. That there's more, there's a higher level that they could come up. Well, friend, who who couldn't admit that? All of us can come up. Is that right? I don't care who you are, where you are, I assure you. (laughs) From where you are to where God could do for you, you got a lot of room. I got a lot of room, right? To come up. But you've got to be willing to bite your tongue and say, quit that. Quit talking about how bad it is. And what I was saying with that thing about where the Lord had corrected me and I was saying, I don't know where we're going to get this. I don't know where we're going to get that. And the Lord, he interrupted me. He said, no, and you won't find out like that because your faith comes by hearing and all you're hearing about is what you don't have. <laughs> And that's, he spoke these words to me, and they, they etched in me. He said, don't talk about, don't meditate on, don't think about, talk about, don't listen to what you don't have and what you're not and what you can't do. What you don't have, what you're not, what you can't do. Don't talk about those things. That doesn't produce or inspire light and faith. Talking about what you don't have. Can you, can you see that in here? Yes. They, they didn't have water. So what are they talking about? I got no water. And it, it just went all through the, the, the camps. Did you hear? No water. Out. Out. <laughs> How much water is left? Out. We're out of water. <laughs> no. Well, where's the nearest water hole? Ain't nobody got a clue. <laughs> is this how faith talks, class? It is not how, but is it, is it how most people talk? Yes. See, people have grown up in this, and it is their pastime to talk about, right? How bad things are. 
and how hard things are and what are we going to do and what does it come to and this is rank unbelief and it's giving God nothing to work with and it's giving the enemy everything. Can you see this? To work with. People talk death and failure and lack instead of what God told us to talk. He told us, repeat what I told you, victory, life, overcoming, abundance. Is that right? Healing, longevity, victory. Talk that. Why? Because it gives God's spirit something to bring to pass in your life. It gives God's angels something to do in your life. And so that, that uh, impacted me when he spoke that to my spirit and I saw it. And I saw I've got to stop talking about what I don't have. And, you know, these things are subtle because the enemy is subtle. And instead of people saying, well, I don't have this, they'll switch over and say, well, you know, we need this. <laughs> we are in the same place. You, you just, you know, you're, you're uh, pick, picking words. But you're, if you talk about we need this, we need, we've got to have this. There's no faith in that. There's zero faith in that statement. I've got to get this. We've got to have this. How, how much further away is that from saying we don't have any water? Right? Instead of saying we don't have any water, we got to get water. we got to have water. We need water. Still in unbelief. Still in unbelief. you got to stop talking about what you don't have and what you can't do. Hmm? Because you won't find it in the scriptures where he said you can't. <laughs> and you're not. And you don't have. You know what, he, what the word says? Anybody help me out? He's, I can do all things through Christ who strength. I have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I've been made something. That's how faith talks. Faith talks about what it has, what it can do, not what it doesn't have. And what it can't do. And so it doesn't ask these questions like, what in the world are we going to do? Because it already knows what to do. What are we going to do? We're going to do what God told us to do. We're going to say what he said over us. And he always watches over his word in your mouth to bring it to pass in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so then even though you're standing there looking at empty cisterns and empty canteens, and even when you found a water hole, nobody can stand the smell of it, much less drink it. <laughs> what do you say? Well, <laughs> well obviously, you know, I'm, I'm dry too. I'm parched too. But I'm telling you this. Did you see what God did back there at the Red Sea? Oh, come on here. Did you see? Did you see what God did? How he healed all of us that night of the Passover, put money in our pockets. He didn't bring us out here to die with thirst. Now, that's a bad ending to the story, right? I mean, come on. Don't you know God can do better than that? He didn't bring us out here for us to die of thirst. 
So I assure you, I tell you what, let's all, let's all come out here to, and get together and start looking to God and let's thank Him for water. Right? Yes. Let's say, Lord, you know, uh, Mo, show Moses which way to go. Right? And, and Lord, we thank you. They had the glory cloud out there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Leading them on these things. And so, uh, you, they, you can talk faith. Not just them, us today. We can talk faith instead of fear and unbelief and I don't have and I need, but it's a choice. And it's a choice every day because challenges arise, don't they? And they will because of this world we live in. Nobody's immune (laughs) from having to believe for something or overcome something. Uh, But every challenge, help me out, every challenge is what? It's another opportunity. Hmm? Man, see, unbelievers don't even think that way, do they? They're like, a challenge is bad. bad. You go, it's an opportunity. What do you mean opportunity? Opportunity to die out here? No, it's an opportunity for us to show God we trust Him. Is that right? We're not moved. Come on, say it out loud. I'm not moved by what I see or don't see. I trust God. I believe what He said. Hallelujah. I trust him. Not moved. Well, they were moved. (laughs) They were moved mightily and not in the right direction. And uh, they murmured against him. And they said, what are we going to drink? And he cried to the Lord, Moses. You know, he had to tune a lot of stuff out, didn't he? In the midst of... This kind of unbelief, you feel it. You feel it when people are not behind you. When they're talking about you behind your back. When they're running you down. Blaming you. Accusing you. Even though you don't hear it with your ears, you can feel it. You can feel this kind of stuff. And in the, uh, he, he is to be uh, appreciated, Moses, because time after, he, you know, he made some mistakes. The Bible records them. But man, for the most part, one of the things that so impresses me about him, it says, and the Lord said to Moses. And the very next verse says, and Moses did <laughs> according to what the Lord said. And I mean, you'll find that scores of times. That's impressive. I said, that's impressive. Especially when people are chewing on you. Right? <laughs> and, and, and speaking against you and you still. What does he do? He goes to God. He says, Lord, what do we do about this? We, uh, you know, people look like they're going to starve for, for water. And this water, we can't drink it. And the Lord showed him a tree. A tree. A tree? Is there anything in redemption about a tree? Somebody that hung on a tree. Huh? And when he had cast that into the waters, waters are a type of multitudes of people. The waters were made sweet. And he made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there he proved them. They were trying to prove him, but he turned it around. When they came upon the waters of Merah, you would have thought, well, 
this is a bad water hole. This is not going to take care of us. So what do we need? New water hole. Is that right? We've got to get us a different water hole. <laughs> but it wasn't true. God fixed the one they had. Oh, I reckon there's a sermon in there anyway. You know, how many times people have thought whether it's a relationship or a job or place, man, this thing's gone bad. What I need is a new water hole. <laughs> but no, God can take the most bitter and the most stinky <laughs> and make it sweet. Only the power of God can do that. And it happened in this symbol of the work of the cross. Hallelujah. The work of the cross, the work of redemption can make the most bitter life, the most awful life, the unlivable life, undrinkable water can make it sweet, sweet, not just survivable, not just drinkable. It went from, ah, get that away, to wow. Have you ever tasted any better water than that's some good H2O right there? That's, huh? Can the work of God do that in our lives today? Said out loud, I receive the work of Christ, the work of God into my life. Make the bitter sweet. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Our time's up again today, but don't you rejoice in the good things of God's Word? Doesn't it lift your spirit? Doesn't it help you? Let's say it like we do at the end oftentimes. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. We're believing with you for the things we've prayed today and this week. Answers are coming to pass in your life. We'll see you soon back here at Faith School. Sure enjoyed being with you again this week in Faith School. I believe we're coming up. We're getting stronger. Uh, we were seeing that you don't want to talk unbelief, and this includes over your finances. You don't want to talk about we don't have this, we don't have that. We can't do this. We need this. We need this. When Jesus sent his disciples out and he sent them without purse, without script, without extra clothes, afterwards, and this is Luke twenty-two thirty-five. when they came back, he said, he asked them, when I sent you out without purse, script, shoes, did you lack anything? They said, nothing, nothing. God is able to provide for us. That is not the question. That is not the issue. But we've got to get a hold of our mouths and not panic and not fear. Trust Him. Look to Him. Give Him time. Uh, thank you for all your partnership with us, those of you that pray for us and, and sow into the ministry and all these things. I and our staff, we are believing with you for abundant harvests. And it'll be more than enough to pay all your bills, do the things you need to do, even a lot of things, good things you want to do. Father, I speak increase over our partners. And by the anointing on me, I bless and speak greater and more into their lives and agree with them for abundant harvest off of every good seed they've sown. I call every need met. I call every bill paid. And like the disciples, they'll wind up lacking 
nothing. We love you. We're believing with you. We'll see you again soon back here at Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.